0: of the third
1: Kind Welcome to Theories of the Third Kind. My name is Aaron and I am one of your hosts. There's another host that is joining me today, Daniel Sun.
0: What's up, guys?
1: Now real quick, before we start today's episode. I just want to say that if you would like to support the show, then there's a few ways that you can do that.
0: One of the ways is Patreon. Each week, we release a Patreon-exclusive episode that only Patreon supporters can get access to. To sign up, it's only $5 a month, which is only 16 cents a day. Not only do you get an extra episode per week for that $5, but you also get access to our entire back catalog of past Patreon episodes.
1: In total, we have over 97 extra Patreon episodes, which is over 126 extra hours of listening pleasure. So to see this full list of Patreon episodes, go to our website, theoriesofthethirdkind.com and click on the Patreon episodes tab. There, you will see an entire list of Patreon exclusive episodes that we have published.
0: Also today, we added another Patreon exclusive episode, which is over the Jersey Devil in which we discuss what is the Jersey Devil, the legends and origins of it, then some sightings and theories surrounding the Jersey Devil. So you get access to that episode, as well as all of the others, for just $5.
1: Now, if you can't afford a Patreon membership, but you would like to help us out, then you can leave us a written review on iTunes or on Spotify, and that helps us out a lot.
0: However, don't feel pressure to leave us one. If you don't want to, then that's fine. We just want you guys, girls, aliens, reptilians, Bigfoots, Sasquatches, Chupacabras, Ghosts, Illuminati members, underground lizard people, whoever or whatever you are, to enjoy the show.
1: And that is the end of the announcements. So today's episode is over Mothman. And how this episode will go today is that we'll talk about the history of Mothman, some sightings of it, as well as multiple photographs of this supposed Mothman. And then uh, we'll go into strange facts and findings. Theories, and of course, wrap it all up with our own personal thoughts and theories. So, with that being said, let's get into today's episode.
0: A humanoid being that has been terrorizing thousands of people all around the United States for hundreds of years. This
1: winged creature has been blamed for not only attacking humans, but also is connected to numerous disasters and even worldwide pandemics.
0: Is this just an urban legend that has been blown out of proportion?
1: Or is this really an unidentified, winged, alien-like creature that roams the countryside?
0: This is Mothman.
1: Now, before we dive into the theories and strange facts and findings about this creature and all the interesting photographs and videos and all the crazy stuff surrounding it, let's talk about the history of Mothman and how this all got started. So, Dan, do you want to start us off with that?
0: So, since the late 1700s, the people in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, have talked about a strange creature that has roamed the countryside. The citizens call this creature Mothman and the individuals who have supposedly seen this being all have described it looking the same.
1: So everyone says that this creature has wings, that it stands around six to seven feet tall, and has large glowing red eyes. Now when people see this creature, they often can't give a full explanation as to what the face of this Mothman looks like, because almost everyone that has seen it said that they are in an almost trance-like state from being mesmerized by its big red eyes.
0: So now that we know what this thing looks like, let's talk about the first ever encounter with this mothman. So it was the night of November 12th, 1966. It was a group of five men who were working in a cemetery in Clementon, West Virginia.
1: Now as these men were working, something in the sky caught their attention. As they looked up towards the sky, a massive figure flew over their heads, moving from tree to tree. Now, these five men described it as, and I quote, a brown human shape with wings that jumped out of a tree and soared off into the distance. Which kind of sounds like a flying monkey, but that's just my opinion.
0: Now, three days later, that same creature would make another appearance. So on the night of November 15th, 1966, two married couples, Roger and Linda Scarberry, and then Steve and Mary Mallett, were joyriding around in Scarberry's car near Point Pleasant, West Virginia. As they were driving, they drove past some overgrown bunkers in the area that the local people call the TNT area, which just an FYI, this TNT area was just like remnants of a old World War II ammunition plant. So there was like a ton of bunkers.
1: Yeah, and later on, I have a video of that actual area and of those bunkers. Nice. All right, so as the couples were driving along, their headlights spotted something ahead of them on the road. It was a dark figure that stood about six feet tall, and it was shaped like a human. However, it had big red eyes that were shining in the night. So as the couples pointed in shock at what they were seeing, they were like, oh, my God, look at that. And the guy was driving. He was like, oh, but Jesus Christ. (laughs) This odd figure that was just standing in the road darted off the road and towards one of the old overgrown bunkers.
0: After seeing this, the couples in the car were all pretty freaked out. They decided to stop, turn their car around and speed away. However, they quickly noticed that this figure that they had just seen was actually following them in the sky above. Whatever this thing was, was following their every turn and keeping up with them as they hit 100 miles per hour, racing towards the city of Point Pleasant.
1: Finally, as they made it to the city, the creature abruptly stopped following them. The couples decided then to go to the local sheriff's office to make a report at what they had just seen. The deputy who took the report was Deputy Millard Halstead. Now, we have a quote from this deputy, and he said, and I quote, I've known these kids all their lives. They've never been in any trouble, and they were really scared that night. I took them seriously. So it sounded like this deputy was kind of like taken up for the reputation of these kids, you know? I say kids, but... Young married couple. Young married couple, yeah, young adults.
0: So... Okay. Hmm. So after Deputy Halstead took the report, he decided to go out to the area and search for any signs of this creature, but, of course, he didn't find anything. However, that same night in Salem, West Virginia, which was just two hours away, an individual named Newell Partridge claimed while he and his wife were watching television that they saw weird patterns appearing on it. Shortly after the weird patterns appeared on their TV, a terrible screeching noise started emanating from it.
1: Newell got up to turn the TV off. However, his television exploded, which then sent glass all over the floor. Right after that happened, He heard his dog, that was outside on his front porch, barking. So he decided to grab a flashlight and went to see what the hell was going on. As he got to the front door and opened it, he noticed that his dog was barking towards a barn that was down by a field near his house.
0: Noel then opened his front door to let his dog inside his house, but his dog just took off running towards the barn. So he went to the end of his porch and shined his flashlight down towards the barn to see what the hell his dog was running after. What appeared was a tall figure with two red glowing eyes looking right back at him. And these glowing eyes resembled something like uh, bicycle reflectors.
1: This figure then spread its wings and flew straight up into the air, which Newell described it as going straight up into the sky, sort of like a helicopter. But it had no sound at all. So as this creature disappeared, Newell's trained hunting dog had disappeared as well which was never to be seen again.
0: So the following day, the deputy and the young couples in the town over, they held a press conference at the city courthouse to share their story of what occurred that night before. However, this creature was still out terrorizing people because later that night on November 16th, 1966, a woman named Marcella Bennett, her sister-in-law and her brother were all driving to her sister's house that was located near that TNT area where the creature had been previously seen the night before.
1: So Marcella... Her brother and sister-in-law all stayed at the house for about an hour and then decided it was time to head home. As they were walking out of the house, Marcella's brother kept telling her, Hey, look up in the sky. There's some weird light up there, and it's definitely not a plane. Marcella was like, Eh, whatever. I don't give a shit what you're looking at. And she just kept walking to the car. And it is worth noting here that she was holding her three-year-old daughter in her arms as she was walking towards the car.
0: Now, as Marcella reached for the door handle of her car, she saw something out the corner of her eye. So, of course, she turned her head to look at it. It was a grayish figure that had no feet but wings like a bird. At that point, Marcella was just like, F this, turned around and tried to run. However, she ended up tripping and landing on the ground with her daughter underneath, crying, while the creature was only about a foot away from her.
1: So Marcella's brother started yelling at her. Yo,
0: get your ass up. We got to get the hell out of here.
1: Which she was able to get up. And I mean, you figured her brother wouldn't just be yelling at her. He would actually like run over there and help her. But he he didn't. He was just like, hey, get up. Fend for yourself. I got the door. Come on. So uh, Marcella got up, grabbed her daughter and ran into the house and immediately closed the door. Now, whatever that creature was, was following Marcella and ended up hitting the front door as soon as they closed it, and then continued to hit it as if it was trying to get in. Luckily, the creature wasn't able to get in, and eventually went away. Now, Marcella and her family talked about what it could have been, and they couldn't really come to any conclusions other than whatever this thing was, was not of this world. And that came straight from the family's mouth. So, not of this world
0: odd. Very. Alright, so a few nights later after that, another individual named Bob Bosworth and a friend were out joyriding on their motorcycles at night through the TNT area. Now, that night, the full moon was out, so they decided to have some fun and turned off their headlights and just rode along with the moonlighting the way for them. As they were riding along, they passed the old power plant in the area and noticed what looked like two big red glowing eyes on top of a three-story building. So they decided to pull over and check it out.
1: Bob and his friend walked towards the building and looked up and saw the two red glowing eyes looking down at them. They decided to go inside the building to figure out what the heck it was. Now, as Bob and his friend were making their way up the building, getting close to the top, they noticed a dark figure standing in the dark. They could only see the outline of this figure, and as they stopped walking, the figure slowly walked towards them, but stopped at the line where, like, the darkness ended, so it continued to stay in the dark, whatever this figure was. And it just stood there, staring at them.
0: Bob said that this figure looked like it had tapered wings, like a robin. At the top, you could tell it had wings, but as you go down, they were kind of tapered to the sides of it. Then he said it had no neck, like a bird. It was just like it had a large head sitting on its shoulders.
1: So after awkwardly standing there, staring at one another for a little while, the figure slowly turned towards the catwalk, and it just started walking. Even after the catwalk ended, it just kept on, like, walking. Then they heard the sounds of wings flapping and watched it just kind of disappear into the darkness.
0: Now, you'd think that would be it for the encounters in that area during this time period. But nope, there's one more. So 10 days after the original sighting on November 25th, 1966, a man named Tom Yuri was driving his convertible about six miles outside of Point Pleasant, heading along Route 62, when he caught something out of the corner of his eye.
1: Tom noticed that a tall, gray, man-like figure was standing in the field by the road. And as he looked at it, it all of a sudden spread its wings and took off straight up into the air, just like a helicopter would. It then flew over his convertible, kind of going in circles above him. Tom said, F this! Slammed on his gas and tried to go as fast as he could to get out of there and away from the creature, of course.
0: As Tom was going faster and faster in his car, whatever this creature was, kept up with him and kept circling above, even at 75 miles per hour. Tom said that this creature followed him for like a good two miles. And then it swooped down in front of his vehicle one last time in which he stated that it had a wingspan of about 12 to 15 feet wide.
1: Now. I know we aren't in the theories section, but a lot of people contributed this last encounter to a sandhill crane, which, of course, is a bird. However, Tom swears that it wasn't a sandhill crane, that a sandhill crane is way too small to be whatever he saw that night. And just a little knowledge nugget for you. Sandhill cranes only have a wingspan of two meters, which is about 6.74 feet wide. And Tom said that the wingspan of the creature that he saw was 12 to 15 feet wide. So double that. Damn. Yeah.
0: All right. So that is the history of the Mothman and the first encounters of the legend. Now, the Mothman is not just in West Virginia. Throughout the years, there have been sightings in the surrounding states, as well as like Ohio, Kentucky, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, and Virginia. So now we're going to get into some of those sightings. So, Aaron. Can you start it off for us?
1: All right, so the first sighting that we're going to talk about occurred in August of 2011. Now, during that time, a man and woman were traveling through Chicago. Now, the man's hometown neighborhood was nearby, and he wanted to kind of show the woman around, like, hey, look at my hometown, look where I was raised, love me. So as he was traveling around, he snapped a few images of an Indian statue on the roof of a local tobacco store. Now, it wasn't until the couple were home that he started to look through the photos and noticed something very strange in them. As he enlarged the photo to get a better look at whatever it was, he was kind of shocked. And he ended up reporting this photo to many news outlets. And as the people look at the photo, they say, hey, you captured Mothman on camera. Now, we do have this photograph where it's kind of like enlarged. And uh, we'll post it up on our website, which you can go to theoriesofthethirdkind.com. You can go to references and uh, scroll all the way down to the bottom. And it will be right there. And to be honest with you, this photo looks photoshopped.
0: Oh, it's photoshopped badly. Because where the hell is that cable coming from?
1: For sure, the eyes are photoshopped on there. I want to say that what he captured a picture of was a raven or a crow and then he put the red eyes on it. That's what it looks like.
0: It's like he enlarged the raven, and then decided to add some power lines going a different way, because you can tell the power lines that it's sitting on, those are fake.
1: Yeah, those are added afterwards. Whatever it is, this is a Photoshopped picture.
0: Yeah. But, eh,
1: interesting, you know. All right, Dan, tell us about this next photograph.
0: All right. In 2016, WCHS TV station which is in Charleston, West Virginia, published a photo taken by an anonymous man while driving on Route 2 in Mason County. This photo is supposedly of Mothman. Science writer Sharon A. Hill proposed that the photo showed a bird, perhaps an owl, carrying a frog or snake away, which we have that photo and...
1: It's all three photos, so he took three photographs and we combined them into one photo. And kind of like enlarge the area where the creature is at. And, of course, you can go to our website to see this photo, just like the previous one. And uh, that looks weird.
0: Either way, the legs on that bird are very long. Like, I can see in the, say, the one on the left, if it was a snake, you can see that. But still, the legs on that bird are very long. Extremely long. I mean, honestly, it's just big.
1: Yeah. It is the weirdest photo. And it's a lot more believable than the previous one. Yeah. Alright, so let's go on to our next sighting, which occurred in August of 2019. So, a commercial airline pilot, who was also a former U.S. Air Force pilot, he ended up reporting seeing a large human with wings that was perched on a rail. So, the pilot stated that the creature had large red glowing eyes and looked right at him as he was passing it in the airport shuttle on his way to the terminal to pilot a plane out of Chicago O'Hare Airport. The pilot stated that he was shocked that this humanoid creature just sat there, perched on the rail, no more than 15 feet away from the passing shuttle, and it wasn't even scared of being seen. It just kind of sat there, perched. Now, another pilot and his co-pilot reported that at 7.30 a.m. on May 31st, 2020, While taxiing onto the runway, they saw a winged humanoid that was very large and black. And the creature flew up on the runway and then disappeared into the sky. And this was also at Chicago O'Hare Airport. So there's something big and flying around at the Chicago Airport. We may need to go investigate that. And believe it or not, these two encounters aren't the only one that's happened there at the Chicago Airport. Dan, tell us about the next one that happened there.
0: Alright, so on September 24th, 2020, at 11pm, a USPS employee at the sorting facility located at Chicago O'Hare International Airport just got off her work shift and was walking through the parking lot to her vehicle. She said she glanced up from her cell phone and noticed a tall man standing about 20 feet from her car. She didn't think anything of it, assuming it was a fellow employee. She then used her car keys to unlock her car, and this turned on her headlights. This person was now illuminated and turned to look at her. That was the moment the woman panicked, realizing what she was seeing wasn't a person. It was actually some creature that stood about 7 feet tall and had red glowing eyes. This creature then all of a sudden turned, looked at her, and expanded its large wings and it made an odd clicking chirping noise before releasing a strange screech. Now terrified, the woman screamed, and crouched down by the cars as the creature charged towards her. When it was just a few feet away from her, it flew up and over her. She dashed to her car and managed to get behind the wheel and sped out of the parking lot and then home. I would have been throwing fists. No, I'm just kidding. I would have been hiding. Yeah, but you got to
1: think, man. That's like late at night, 11 p.m. She just got done working, walking through the parking lot. Eh, You kind of want to say hallucinating, but eh, we'll say that till theories, you know? Yeah. All right, so the last sighting that we're going to talk about happened on October 26th, 2020. A mother and daughter witnessed what appeared to be a winged demon creature. Now, it was around 9 p.m. when the mother saw a creature out of her bedroom window. This creature was perched on the backyard fence, and whenever she saw it, she pretty much screamed and was in shock. This caused her daughter to run into her bedroom and... Her daughter saw it as well. Now, this creature was about 25 feet from the mother and daughter who were just watching it with the lights turned off in the bedroom, like they were just standing there watching the creature out of their dark bedroom. The creature was black, and it had facial features like a human, but only its overall face was very demonic-looking, is what they said. It had human arms and legs, and its eyes were glowing red. The wings were jet black and kind of, like, tucked behind its back. The mother and daughter watched the humanoid creature for about a minute, and then all of a sudden, it spread its wings and flew away. You know what? you think the mother or the daughter would have their cell phones on them, and if they were sitting there watching it for a full minute, they would get a picture of it?
0: you figure they would.
1: But neither of them did.
0: Especially in 2020, everybody's recording everything by then. Yeah makes me like, eh, did it really happen? But, uh, okay. I mean, they could have been in shock more. They're just like, what are we watching here? And then then you realize, oh, I could have been recording this. No one's going to believe me now. Yeah. All right. So that is some of the sightings. Now we're going to hop into some strange facts and findings about Mothman. But before we do, we're going to take a quick break. We will be right back. Welcome back. So, Aaron, can you start it off for us and tell us about our first strange fact and finding?
1: Absolutely. All right, so the first strange fact of finding that we're going to talk about is a story of Native Americans joining forces to fight back against the settlers moving in on their territory that led to a curse being placed in the area. Now, this has to do with Mothman, okay? It's not just some story. All right, so one of the Native tribes uh, was the Shawnee, which their chieftain was called Kegtu'ua, which translates to cornstalk. All right, so a battle commenced between the native tribes and the white settlers, and many lives were lost. But by 1777, a couple of chiefs, including Chief Cornstalk, wanted peace and not for any more lives to be lost.
0: Now, Chief Cornstalk and the other chiefs with him were taken hostage, but voluntarily. And Cornstalk was actually assisting the settlers with tactics which they ended up adopting later on. Well, Chief Cornstalk as a hostage, His son, you know, casually comes visit him, you know, and everything. But he, too, was also taken hostage. Soon there was another battle that was happening outside of the fort, where two soldiers went out hunting and were attacked by some of the hostile natives.
1: One of them was killed, while the other one returned all bloodied. Soon, the corpse of the other one was returned to the garrison, which kind of like enraged the soldiers there. So acting against order... They broke into the quarters where Chief Cornstalk was and the other natives. Now, even though they had nothing to do with what had occurred, the soldiers still decided to execute them. They opened up fire uh, with their muskets on all of them, uh, even pulling one of them down and out of the chimney to execute them. I guess they were trying to escape through the chimney?
0: Yes. The Red Hawk chief tried to escape through the chimney.
1: And as it goes, uh, Chief Cornstalk laid there dying, and he said the legendary curse over the entire area, which goes, and we quote,
0: I was the border man's friend. Many times I have saved him and his people from harm. I never warred with you, but only to protect your wigwams and lands. I refuse to join your pale face enemies with red coats. I came to the fort as your friend, and you murdered me. You have murdered by my side, my young son. For this, may the curse of the great spirit rest upon this land. May it be blighted by nature. May it even be blighted in its hopes. May the strength of its people be paralyzed by the stain of our blood.
1: So this curse is what supposedly unleashed Mothman on the people there?
0: That's what they believe because after that, tons of uh, disasters happened. And usually before those disasters, there's a sighting.
1: Yeah, which we'll kind of get into next is about disasters connected to Mothman. But before we do, can I just say, how did they know he said this curse? Was there a soldier there as the chief was dying? The soldier goes, hold on, hold on, and bends down with a quill and a parchment paper and say, wait, wait, say that again? And he just starts writing.
0: I assume so. I don't know. (laughs) That's the only way they
1: could get it.
0: I want to say that... Watching a couple of documentaries, uh, there are descendants of Chief Cornstalk around still. Okay. Supposedly, they said that he said this curse.
1: All right. Fair enough. So. Hmm. All right. So, let's get into the disasters that we're going to talk about. Now, there is some speculation that Mothman is sighted days before some giant disasters happen. That this creature, aka Mothman, doesn't cause the actual disasters but it's kind of like somehow predicts it. So we have a few examples here of some disasters that have occurred and how Mothman was seen at them. Now, before we get into them, we're going to take a quick break. It's our last one. I promise we'll be right back. All right. Welcome back. So Dan, tell us about this first disaster.
0: All right. So our first disaster that is connected to the Mothman occurred on December 15th, 1967. On this day, the Silver Bridge in Ohio collapsed, killing 46 people and injuring about 13. Some residents of Ohio have claimed to have dreams prophesizing, and messages from the Mothman leading up to the collapse, with some even reporting that they had witnessed the creature on the bridge days prior to it collapsing.
1: Yeah, so this is just like speculation because, I mean, there's no picture and, of course, there's no video proof of this actual Mothman being there days before. It's just people saying, oh, yeah, we've seen them or we seen him on there or we had dreams or messages from Mothman about this.
0: And the Silver Bridge, if people don't know, is the bridge that actually connects Ohio to West Virginia, that it pretty much crosses over to connects the two states. OK, just a, knowledge, a little
1: knowledge nugget there. I love them. All right. So the next disaster that is supposedly connected to Mothman is actually 9-11. So from September 2nd, 2001 until September 10th, 2001, many individuals were reporting that they were seeing a large bird-like figure in the vicinity of the Twin Towers in New York. Of course, the following day on September 11th, 2001, the attacks on the Twin Towers occurred, and that pretty much covered up all of the stories of people seeing quote-unquote Mothman on the Twin Towers. Because they were like, hey, yeah, Twin Towers got hit by terrorists. We don't give a shit about Mothman anymore. When in reality, Mothman was up there supposedly predicting it. So that leads to the theory. Is Mothman actually a time traveler? Stay tuned for theories. Ooh. So Dan, tell us about our last disaster.
0: Our last disaster is about a pandemic. So on April 10th, 2009, residents of La Huanta in the Mexican state of Chihuahua began noticing a strange creature in the area. This creature was very tall and hairy with two large wings and wide, bloodshot eyes. Many individuals in and around the area of Mexico had reported that they saw this creature and some even had stated that it had chased them down. Now, this is weird on the surface, but get this. So in 2009, the swine flu, H1N1, that pandemic started, which of course lasted for a while and ended up becoming a worldwide pandemic that ended up with more than 14,000 deaths. Well, investigators traced the pandemic's origins, and it was reported to have started in April 2009 near Chihuahua, Mexico. Well, it just so happened that during that same time as, as the pandemic started, there were over 30 reports in that same area of people seeing the Mothman.
1: So maybe the Mothman is a time traveler who creates pandemics, which then leads me to the question, was Mothman seen in China at the Wuhan lab or at the Wuhan markets, whichever one you believe is be true? I don't speak Mandarin, so I can't go over there and ask anybody.
0: Now, I do know that there have been sightings of Mothman, even like out of country and everywhere else. So probably possible. Hmm. Maybe that bat that they ate was actually a mini version of Mothman. Who knows?
1: Mothman's baby. Exactly. That's how it started. Damn it. <laughs> Case solved. Yeah. All right. So let's get into the next strange fact and finding, which is about Chicago. All right, now it seems that this area of the United States is sort of a hotspot for Mothman. And I know we've talked about Chicago Airport and how, you know, a lot of people have seen Mothman there. Well, from 2011 until 2018, Mothman was spotted in Chicago and near Lake Michigan multiple times, which was around 70 times in total by numerous witnesses. Now, all of these witnesses, every single one, had described seeing a humanoid creature with bat-like wings and glowing eyes. What the hell is going on in this area of the United States? We don't know. Mm -hmm. But a creature is going around terrorizing people. All right, Dan, tell us about our next strange fact and finding.
0: So our next strange fact and finding is something that we had to mention due to it playing a part in our theories. So at Point Pleasant, West Virginia, they hold an annual Mothman Festival. This annual festival started in 2002 after a group of individuals in the city started brainstorming creative ways to get people to visit the city.
1: The group organizing the event chose the Mothman to be the center of the festival due to its uniqueness and as kind of a way to celebrate its local legacy in the town. The festival is held on the third weekend of every September, hosting guest speakers, vendor exhibits, pancake eating contests, and even a hayride tour of local notable areas, even the TNT area. And the average attendance of this festival is around ten to 12,000 people per year. So a lot of people show up.
0: Also, just a side note in 2003, the town unveiled a 12 foot tall metallic statue of the Mothman creature, which the city has a live 24 7 webcam on YouTube of this statue if you wanna see it. You can go to YouTube and search Mothman Cam, or you can go to our site, and we'll have the link to it in our reference tab.
1: Yeah, it's just a live 24-7 camera of the Mothman statue. That's it. Which I guess the town's hoping that Mothman will see the statue and be like, oh, friend, and like show up. Mate. (laughs) Mate. I mean, it's got a thick butt on it, you know? Yeah.
0: Then also in 2005, the city opened up the Mothman Museum and Research Center.
1: So it's kind of a way for them to get tourists to the city.
0: Because, I mean, if you think about it, back in the day, they had uh, all those bunkers. So the government actually sold a lot of those bunkers to, like, companies and stuff where they use them for factories and stuff like that. So the place was pretty bumping back in the day. But then a lot of those factories shut down and everything. So now it's a population of 5,000.
1: Damn, that's not a lot compared to how many people come and visit per year.
0: Yeah, so it's not a lot of people there.
1: All right, so let's get into our last strange fact and finding, which is a video that I came across, and I know I talked about it earlier. It's the video of the bunker. Some guy decided to go to where the bunkers are and walk along the road, and we have that video. We'll post it up on our site, but we're going to take a quick uh, watch of it, and uh, Dan hasn't seen it, but I've, I've seen it. So let me know when you're ready, Dan, and it's only like a minute long.
0: All right, I'm ready.
1: All right.
2: So it's apparently not legal to, like, bring your car down on this road anymore, but people used to drive down here, apparently, like teenagers, to, you know, be away from the prying eyes of adults, and here is apparently where the dreadful sort of Mothman thing used to make its appearance, uh, like, terrorizing people and harassing their vehicles. It gave people, like, radiation poisoning. It like, clawed some people up. It's really, you know, just amazing to think that people would come down here and see that, or think they see it. They probably saw an owl. But the point is, you know, mass hysteria totally gripped this town, and like, um, it's just, you know, it's such a cool piece of history, and you can see why they thought a monster was here, because, oh my god, that's it. That's the, like, TNT bunker where the thing apparently showed up for the first time. But, like, came out of there and pursued them. Holy shit. It's creepy. Wait. I heard something. Brrrr, scary monster.
1: Okay, so at the end of that, he just pulls up like a little stuffed animal of the Mothman. But when I was originally watching that, it scared the shit out of me because I was super into it. I was like, oh, is the Mothman going to come out of that thing? And it's a <laughs> little creature scared the shit it, out of me.
0: It was so predictable, though, because, oh, I hear a noise. And of course, he turns away from the darkest spot, which is the bunker. So I knew something was happening, but I thought he was gonna like, this will be like animated or something. I wasn't expecting a little stuffed animal.
1: But, hey, you can see the area. Right. Yeah, I could yeah. see during nighttime that could be spooky, you know.
0: Now, the one thing that kind of caught me was he said that people got radiation poisoning from it.
1: I looked into that and I could not find any reports of anyone getting radiation sickness from no Mothman. So I don't know where he got that from.
0: Yeah, I'm just like thinking. I've watched, think, three documentaries, listened to one podcast, then did my own research on it. I'm just like, I'd not once heard anything about radiation.
1: Yeah, I don't. I think he just kind of pulled that out of thin air. You know,
0: because I thought for a second there, I'm just like, oh, shit, did we miss something?
1: All right. So that is the end of Strange Facts and Findings. So now we're going to get into theories. So, Dan, do you want to start it off and tell us about this first theory?
0: So this first theory goes off of the legendary curse by Chief Cornstalk. Now, as he placed the curse upon the people in the land where Point Pleasant is now, because Point Pleasant was built around where the fort was. They believe that this curse is the cause for all the mishaps and that have been occurring there. The death toll of all the tragedies like Silver Bridge, there was a plane crash. Then, of course, I don't know if y'all have heard of the worst mining disaster in American history actually happened in West Virginia near there in 1907, killing 310 miners. They all believe that this all had to do with the curse and that Mothman was actually part of that curse. Even the mining incident supposedly Miners had said that they've seen Mothman right before it happened.
1: Okay. The issue I have with this is like I stated before. How did they know after they killed him or as he was dying on the ground that he said this curse? And who reported this curse? Because everyone there was the people with the guns, right? The soldiers who killed them. Yeah. Why would they pass this legend on to bring any kind of like hero type status to the people that they killed?
0: I don't know, but For someone dying, that's a long speech.
1: Yeah, it is. You figured you'd want to save your last breath, but, mm, oh
0: well. I don't know. It it was probably like a short, like, oh, I curse you. Yeah. And your land. then someone just kind of like, I guess, made up the rest.
1: All right. So let's get into the next theory, which (laughs) is probably my favorite. Well, I'd say second favorite. All right. So this theory is that Mothman is actually from outer space and is an alien. All right, so right before and during the times Mothman has been seen, there have been many reports of UFOs and people actually interacting with aliens. For an example, like Indrid Cold, a.k.a. The Smiling Man. So it was on November 2nd of 1966, around 7.30 p.m., an individual named Woodrow Derenberger was on his way home when he claimed to have seen a flying spacecraft, which actually blocked his vehicle and forced him to stop.
0: He said that the craft was hovering about 12 inches off the road and a door had opened up with a being stepping out. Then the door closed and then the craft taking back off and staying about 50 feet into the air. The being walked up to Woodrow's truck window, which he described the being as looking like a normal man that was about six feet tall, around the age of 35 years old, dark brown hair, and wearing a glossy metallic blue coat. The being had a fixed smile and spoke to Woodrow through telepathy, saying, roll down your window, I want to talk to you, I mean you, no harm. He introduced himself as Indra Cold and then said to him, we eat, we breathe, we sleep, we bleed, even as you do, we will see you again. Which, later on, he would be visited by Indra Cold multiple times throughout November. Then, of course, Woodrow said that he had a run-in with some men in black after, you know, Indra Cold. So, they believe that with the aliens, Indra Cold showing up that mothman might have been one of the aliens that came with him.
1: Okay. So I guess this is how the men in black play a role in it.
0: Yeah, they came to question him and I guess try to keep him quiet. I don't know. It was interesting. All right. Yeah, but have you like seen like a drawing of the the uh, smiling man? No,
1: I've not. Do you have one?
0: Uh, I don't have one on hand, but honestly just think of the Joker. The way he smiles. Indra Cold had that permanent smile.
1: Yeah, I just found a picture Of that, and I'll post it up on our website. You go to references on our website, and uh, it'll say "Injured Cold" above it. And yeah, it's exactly what it looks like—is the Joker smiling? So yeah, that's an odd-looking picture. I don't know how they could get Mothman out of that, but okay,
0: that would kind of freak me out. I don't think I'd roll down the window for somebody like that.
1: Heck no, heck no.
0: Especially after they just got out of spacecraft.
1: All right, so let's go on to our next theory, which is my personal favorite. And we dug pretty deep into this one, actually pulling up newspaper articles and stuff. So this next theory is that Mothman is actually a creature called Thunderbird. So Native Americans all across North America, especially among the Pacific Coast and in the Great Lakes area, have stories depicting enormous birds. Some stories told that these birds were so large and powerful that when they flapped their wings, thunder was created. Lightning flashed out of their eyes, and water fell off of their backs, creating rain. Now, the tribes used thunderbirds to explain some of the things that happened naturally, such as storms and other forms of weather.
0: The legend of Passamaquides, for example, describes the quest of two Native Americans in search of the source of thunder high in the mountains. Other stories said that there was a thunderbird who battled an enormous killer whale, when the two beasts fought they destroyed much of the land knocking down trees and causing much destruction Although dangerous and powerful beings thunderbirds were also seen as benevolent nature spirits and they sometimes assisted the tribes in their search for food during periods of famine
1: Now this thunderbird is just a part of a story right as a folktale and not real Well there have been encounters with this creature For an example One of the most famous ones was the 1977 Lawndale, Illinois attack that involved two birds. So this attack occurred on July 25th, 1977. A 10-year-old named Martin Lowe was outside playing when all of a sudden he was attacked by two large birds. One of them temporarily picked him up and carried him for over 30 feet before Martin's mother, Ruth, ran to her son's rescue chasing the birds away and then recovering her traumatized son. Now, reportedly, several eyewitnesses had seen this attack take place, so it wasn't just Ruth and her son. The birds that attacked were described as having a white ring around their necks, a a four-and-a-half-foot body with each wing approximately four feet long, a six-inch hooked bill, three front claws, one claw on the back, and a large black body. So that is one of the most famous ones. But there's one that's a lot weirder.
0: Another famous encounter happened in 1890. So on April 26, 1890, the Tombstone Epitaph, which was a newspaper, published a very strange news article. The story said that a winged monster resembling a huge alligator with an extremely elongated tail and an immense pair of wings was found in the desert between the Whetstones and the Huichaca Mountains last Sunday by two ranchers, who were returning home from the Huichacas.
1: The creature was evidently greatly exhausted by a long flight and, when discovered, was able to fly but only a short distance at a time. After the first shock of wild amazement had passed the two men, who were on horseback and armed with Winchester rifles, they regained sufficient courage to pursue the monster and after an exciting chase of several miles, succeeded in getting near enough to open fire with their rifles and wounding it.
0: The creature then turned on the men, but owing to its exhausted condition, they were able to keep out of its way, and after a few well-directed shots, the monster partly rolled over and remained motionless. The men cautiously approached, their horses snorting with terror, and found that the creature was dead. They then proceeded to make an examination and found that it measured about 92 feet in length, and the greatest diameter was about 50 inches.
1: The monster had only two feet, these being situated a short distance in front of where their wings were joined to the body. The head, as near as they could judge, was about eight feet long. Its eyes were as large as a dinner plate and protruded about halfway from the head.
0: They had some difficulty measuring the wings as they were partly folded under the body, but finally got one strained out sufficiently to get a measurement of 78 feet, making the total length from tip to tip about 160 feet. The wings were composed of a thick and nearly transparent membrane and were devoid of feathers or hair, as was the entire body. The skin of the body was comparatively smooth and easily penetrated by a bullet. The men cut off a small portion of the tip of one wing and took it home with them.
1: Late last night, One of them arrived in this city for supplies and to make the necessary preparations to skin the creature. The hide will then be sent east for examination by the scientists of the day. The finder returned early this morning, accompanied by several prominent men who will endeavor to bring the strange creature to the city before it is mutilated. And that is what the newspaper reported on that these men have shot and found this enormous winged creature. That was 160 feet long.
0: That's like some monster hunter shit right there. Yeah. Now, it's important to know this, though. There was no photograph printed in the Tombstone epitaph of this flying giant. From reading the one in the only article ever printed in Tombstone about this incident, it is clear that no picture had yet been taken.
1: Yeah, there was never a photograph. And when you look this up, you'll see a lot of old photos of, like, men in revolutionary outfits holding up this big, what looks like pterodactyl there's, like, another one it looks like a pterodactyl, like, kind of, like, clumped up on the ground and people standing above it, like a real old photo. But none of them are from this newspaper article because it never printed the photograph of this creature, and it never was taken. That's crazy. Yep. So many people say that this creature could have been, like, a, uh, the parent of Mothman or it being a species of Mothman, that Mothman is some type of species of it.
0: Yeah, because they're saying there's like no hair or feathers on it, but Mothman supposedly had feathered wings?
1: Supposedly. I mean, there's different accounts. Some say he does, some say he doesn't. So,
0: eh. yeah, I mean, if you look at the statue, the 12-foot statue, it looks like an actual moth.
1: Yeah. All right, so let's talk about our next theory, which is that Mothman is actually an owl. So many people will say that this Mothman is an owl that people are seeing. And that the glowing red eyes is actually the red eye effect caused from the reflection of light from flashlights or other bright light sources. And that the actual species of the owl it could be is the great horned owl. They are one of the largest owls in the world, and they are most commonly found in North America. And we do have a picture of some individuals releasing a great horned owl, and you could see. How big it is. I mean, it's wingspan, 6 feet, maybe? I don't know. Let's look it up. Yeah, it's pretty big. Horned owl wingspan. Okay, big horned owl wingspan, 4.6 feet, 1.4 meters. Still not as big as 12 to 15 feet, but it's pretty big.
0: I mean, the way a couple of them described it, no neck. I mean, I would think it was an owl, like an oversized owl. Yeah. From the descriptions. Okay. Okay.
1: All right, Dan, so tell us about our next theory, which is kind of a short one and we kind of already touched on, really.
0: So the next theory is that Mothman is part of some unknown species of animal that hasn't actually been discovered yet, which, eh.
1: With as many cameras as we have and as much technology as we have today, that a species that large has not been photographed or videotaped clearly and has been hunted down and found.
0: I mean, you still got Bigfoot out there.
1: Yeah, true. All right, so let's talk about our last theory, which is uh, Mothman was entirely made up and pushed by the locals of the town just to increase tourism. I mean, some facts to kind of back this theory up is that they do have a festival every year and that the primary income of the town comes from this festival and that they've even made a statue and a museum and a research center and all that stuff in the town. And they even have, what, a pizza? It's a Mothman pizza. Like all the residents get into it, you know? So I could kind of see that.
0: You know who else they have a statue of? Who? Chief Cornstalk. They do? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's in uh, the state park in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Okay.
1: All right. So now we kind of transition into our personal thoughts and theories. So what do you think about it, Dan? Do you think Mothman really does exist? Do you think that he's made up? What's your own personal thoughts about this whole entire
0: thing? I think that this one, for some reason, I feel like it's made up, that the people were actually hallucinating.
1: Hallucinating?
0: Yeah. So, okay, all those bunkers, they were part of the World War II munitions factories or whatever. Then they were sold out to a variety of different companies. Some of them actually dabbled in chemicals and all that stuff. And that's where most of the sightings have been seen. And, Like in that one video we watched, the guys, like the very first sighting or I want to say the very first sighting, but the sighting where the mothman come rushing out at them or something like that happened at the TNT area, the bunkers. And then a lot of them all happened outside of town near the TNT area. So what if, say, some type of chemical like, you know, was causing them to hallucinate? Maybe they were part of an LSD, you know, experiment. Ooh, I like that government was there before, and then they sold off the bunkers. You know, people moved in working the bunkers and stuff, getting a little bit of LSD in their system somehow.
1: Testing LSD on the citizens there. Okay. And this young couple was just driving around, saw this random bird, and hallucinated that it was bigger than what they originally seen. The town started drinking the water that was dosed with LSD or whatever. And then uh, everybody started seeing this supposed, uh, mothman and then the legend grew from there yeah i like it
0: i mean i hate to say that it's not real but
1: you know when you were when you were mentioning the bunkers that made me think what if the bunkers lead to like an underground holding of like bigger underground bunkers and that's where they're like being held that the government is doing some testing on some animals to create some animal hybrids and that they've created this giant moth And they do all of these secret testings in their underground bunkers. And the majority of their underground bunkers are under airports, such as Denver Airport, Chicago Airport. And that's why this creature has been seen in Chicago, in the airport area, because it escaped from the underground bunker there. And they're like, oh, shit, there goes one of our friggin' experiments, you know, just roaming around.
0: Have you seen that Netflix series called Sweet Tooth?
1: No, I have not.
0: So... I watched it. I don't know how it actually started. I don't remember. But something happened to where all the babies that were born in this certain time ended up being part animal. Yeah, so they were like an animal-human hybrid.
1: That sounds super interesting.
0: It wasn't a bad show. It really wasn't. Kind of weird to see a kid walking around with antlers, but, you know.
1: Maybe it's an owl-human hybrid.
0: That's what I was thinking, because they said it was like, you know, it looked like a human figure, but it had you know, wings and Pretty much a head with no neck. So what if, like, say you were saying, these underground bunkers, you know, they were doing experiments under there. Maybe they were mixing uh, DNA. Maybe. Who knows?
1: I like that, Dan.
0: Yeah, when you were talking about experiments, I was just like, you know what? I remember that show off of Netflix.
1: Yep. All right. Well, if you are a loved one, have experienced Mothman, or you have your own theory as to what Mothman could be, send us an email to Aaron at theories of the third kind and Dan at theories of the third kind. And we would love to hear from you.
0: Email me. Tell me I'm wrong.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, you have anything else to add to this episode before we transition?
0: Uh, no, not really. It was a good episode.
1: Yeah, I enjoyed it. Well, that's the end of the Mothman episode. Um, so we're going to transition to our on the scene. Which, if you don't know what our on the scene is, it is where listeners from all around the world go out and interview either their family members, their loved ones, or random individuals, anybody in the world. And they interview them and ask them questions about current conspiracies and theories that are going on in this world. So, anyone can do this. Yes, you, the person listening to this, can send in your own on the scene recording. Just get your phone and record yourself questioning anyone and make sure it's less than two minutes and send it in to our email and make sure the subject line says on the scene and we will put it in line to play at the end of the show each week so our on the scene this week comes from adam and we're going to take a listen to that right now he's going to answer some questions for us so oh question what's your thoughts on ufos I feel as far as UFOs, real or not, I have not gotten to a point where I can say yes or yay as if they're
0: real. But as an individual, I'm not passing judgment whether they are or they aren't. What I need to, what I need to understand is that. Based on based on those individuals, they they're gonna convince me
1: as far as yay or nay, and I'm and I'm totally open with that. Oh yeah, it's all common common conception, whether you believe it or not. Uh, next question, lizard people, do you think they live in the core of the earth? Which Is the people- earth hollow? And are we run by a group of? mask-wearing lizard people in our society?
0: Did I hear you say lizard? Lizard, yeah. Well, you know what? Do they walk among us or are we the big dick swingers in this game? No, Well, I'm going to tell you this. Being somewhat educated, I've never heard of lizard people. So, this is the first time I... This is the first time that I'm hearing lizard people. Well, next know, I week, need to know next what, week, are lizard, what are lizard people. We're gonna
1: revert back to that next week. On our next on the scene. Last question. Bigfoot. Would Bigfoot. we consider him president for president or not? And if so, what votes would he get? Did I hear you did I hear you say Bigfoot? Yes. Does he have a foot-long penis? Oh, Christ. You know what? That guy was like, screw that.
0: (laughs) Threw him off with a foot-long penis.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he did. I love that on the scene. Thank you for that, Adam. Love you, and I'm proud of you for that on-the-scene interview.
0: Yes, thank you. I like that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was great. We need to get more of those. Uh, More interviews from unsuspecting individuals. I love them. Oh, yeah.
0: Have you not ever heard of lizard people? I thought everyone has.
1: I mean, alien, reptilian, lizard people.
0: Yeah. Right? I mean, there's even a, that one movie where they had the lizard people. I, forgot, even, I even forgot the name of it. With Will Ferrell.
1: Oh, I forgot the name of it, too. Land of the Lost?
0: Yeah, Land of the Lost.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: I need to watch the original still. I haven't watched the original. Yeah.
1: I watched the original a long time ago. All right. Thank you again, Adam, for the on the scene. So now we're going to transition into shout-outs. So, Dan, who do you got for shout-outs this week?
0: All right. For Facebook, I have a few of them. Uh, we have a Yannette R., Taylor B., AJB. then then uh, shout-out to Brittany S. and her fellow associate, Ben, then Marcus and Aisha, Justin B., Chris H., Clint M., Adam R, Sarah N, Bert R, Caleb W, Daniel R, Chris F, Isabel M, Doug W, Jim Y, Kenya H, Claire T, Sammy M, and Eric G. Those are my shoutouts from Facebook.
1: All right. So I got a couple shout-outs this week. I'm going to save majority of them for next week. Uh, But a few of the shout-outs I want to give is to Freeze Pipe, Anthony Cordova, Kylie Turner, Zay Valenoezza, Valenoezza, Zay Valenoezza, sorry for pronouncing your name wrong, Shawenta Mesta, sorry if I pronounced your name wrong, Uh, Drake Fanning, Laken Hayes, Courtney Benitez, Lexi, Serena Braden, Jamie Valaya, Distorted Steve, King Cerza, Curtis, Ginger Josh, Emmanuel Mutho, Samantha Holt, and Gabriel Rosario. If I missed your shout out, I will give it to you next week. I apologize. Just kind of crunched right now on shout outs. Nice. All right. So, Dan, you got anything you want to say before we roll out or anything like that?
0: I'm good. Oh, don't got nothing right now. I love you guys.
1: Love you all. If, <laughs>
0: what is that? Love you all.
1: And we will see you next week. Uh, that's the end of the episode today. I hope you all enjoyed it. And I want to thank you for joining us today. And again, thank you for your support. You are amazing, every single one of you. So with that being said, Dan, do you want to roll us out?
0: Sure will. It's okay to be out of this world with your thoughts.
1: Because you are not alone.